welcome to Pictures and Patter. I'm still getting used to seeing that. I did a test. I was testing audio earlier, and I still said empty podcast. So <laughs> I am getting used to it. I'm sure everyone else is getting used to it. But as always, we are still sponsored by the good people at the Kobe Paisley, Bow Bun, Sushi, you name it, it's there. They've got it. Go and check them out. And again, thank you to Majesty Pam for our new theme song on the podcast, Easy. That'll be our theme going forward. We're very happy to have Majesty Pam on here as our musical partner. Go and check them out on Spotify. They are magnificent. But I'm very excited because today we get to talk about, I think I'm prepared to say, perhaps my favourite movie series of all time, at least what I think is the most consistent movie series of all time. I always have a lot of fun with it. It's our Halloween special. It is Scream. And I am joined by two Scream Queens here today. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. First up, the final girl like Sydney Prescott. But will she have the final say here today? Fiona Stewart, how's it going? Oh, good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, you excited to talk Scream? Are you a fan of this series? I'm a massive fan of the series and I think most people are sick of hearing me talk about it. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Memory, I think so. I think I first watched it maybe when I was about 11. I found the box set one to three DVDs in my brother's room and like I'd heard of it. I'd watched like clips of Scary Movie, but I'd never actually watched Scream. Yeah. And on the first watch, I, do, I don't know what made me fall in love with it, but automatically I was just like watching it weekly after that oh fantastic i love i love a childhood favorite and i love the the scary movie connection what came first the chicken or the egg for a lot of people with that i think it's, it's something a lot of people go through but you know this man you know dewey dewey riley in this series has survived a lot this man has survived podcasts with kwaku Aji, so he's the real survivor in my book chris lopez how's it going what's going on y'all i'm happy to be here um i don't know if i've necessarily survived kwaku <laughs> podcast before um but uh because he's definitely put a number on me but i'm happy to be here thank you yes. for inviting me to talk scream am i not a horror guy but i'm a big scream guy if that makes any sense well what is it that separates the two chris because i think a lot of people do say that that scream is their sort of like that's their one horror treat so what is it for you that separates scream for the pack right i mean scream to me is like when I first watched it a long time ago, um, I just just it just felt different. I love a good comedy. Like mm-hmm. the screen movies are funny and I always liked um Ghostface. Like I think Ghostface is to me, he's my Michael Myers, right? Like I yeah. I've seen Halloween, mm-hmm. I love the franchise, but Ghostface is the quintessential um horror antagonist because yeah. like I I love the I love the idea of like like it's a different person every time, and these movies parody themselves all the time. Like like the Stab movies. I bet it's not the first time we'll mention Stab over the course of this. <laughs> yeah. But like we'll, I I love that it's a joke and how meta Scream movies are, and yeah. especially in the two newer ones. Like we're we're referencing, um, like there we got the new Meeks right with yeah. uh Chad, and um like right with Chad and Mindy and like I just. I, I love how not serious these movies take themselves, but also how much fun they can be. And just they're genuinely good movies. This is not a franchise with a bad movie in it. Yeah. Every 100%. single one is good. 
100% agree. I think for me, what separates it from the pack, I've always said this to people and it's how I got my, my youngest sister to watch them. It's essentially Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo for adults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you just, the whole thing is a lot of like d- crazy stuff happens. People do get killed, you know, but you just want to find out who's under the mask at the end. That That is what it mm-hmm. should seem. It's a mystery at its core. Um, but, you know, we're a fan of the movies, but who is our favourite character? That's what we're here to decide. And Fiona, we're going to start with you for the first vote of this show, because the number one seed, Sydney Prescott, is coming in the first round. She's up against Joel Jones, Fiona. Now, if you can't remember who Joel Jones is, let me um, just run your memory. He makes his debut in Scream 2. And he's the replacement cameraman for mm-hmm. one Gail Weathers. Now, what's interesting about him is he ends up making an escape in that movie, which I love, and how he claimed the number 32 spot ahead of a lot of contenders. But what's your vote here uh, when it comes to I have a feeling I know what the answer is. <laughs> Sydney Prescott ahead of Joe Jonas, and, and why? Who's it going to be? Well, I will start by saying I think Joel. It's a, like he, although it's a small part, he yeah. like really made it his own. So I think he deserves some praise for that for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's hard to contend with Sydney Prescott at the end of the day. She <laughs> is our final girl. And I think like she obviously holds the show. I think without her, obviously the, the newer films are great and I've enjoyed them, but I think there's definitely a hole without her there. So I think she has to be ahead of Joel Jones. Right, fair enough. A, a nice send off for Joel. I appreciate that Fiona. We're, we're only touching on Sydney Prescott right now. But Chris, do you agree with Fiona's assessment here? I don't know. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so Sydney is the the final girl right it's her laurie like laurie's joe like yeah like but sydney like i said screams my halloween and like sydney prescott uh fiona you nailed it on the head the while i love the newer films um six was missing sydney mm-hmm. right um and it didn't help that like gail was still there but sydney wasn't and yeah they had their her little explanation but it's like, come on, Sydney kicks ass. But I want to, I want to <laughs> mention Joel because uh, Dwayne Martin, like you said, David, like he, you know, he makes it out of the movie. Yeah. Um, and Dwayne Martin as this character, like I, I think he's so funny, the, like the actor, and um, he is just he sticks out in the entire franchise. And, and I know that there aren't too many people of color in Scream, at least until we get later into the franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. Seeing Joel and he just feels like he's he's in a different movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what movie you're in, but I also want to watch that. I want to watch Scream 2, but I also want to watch that, whatever movie that they told Dwayne Martin he was in. Yeah. Um I it was it was super fun to see uh Dwayne in this, but it's Sydney. Uh, Sydney, like it's it's awesome. It's and I'm I'm very, very happy that um that Joel got a mention, let alone, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let alone just us like gushing over Sydney for the for the duration of this podcast. I was yeah. happy to put him in. I would have done the exact same as you. I would not be using um, my my veto, which we get in the first two rounds here, the same as always. I will not be doing that. I do have to say, it, it, it's great we also haven't seen Joel back 
because it means that he is the smartest person in this franchise. 100%. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I think he definitely smart. plays to what all the audience think. It's like, just get out of there. Like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> He's the well, because it's it's, it's like the trope of like uh, there's like the the cliche that uh, black characters are like in in horror movies are like what are we doing here leave like run away yeah. and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just he's like out. I'm out of here. I love it. I, I do love it. But Sydney moves on. But next up, it's the number fifteen seed against the number sixteen seed. So it it should be on paper the closest match in this first round. I'm going to come to you first for this, Chris. We have yes. Richie Kirsch. All right, Richie Kirsch, killer from Scream 5, as we'll call it, just for each of the year. And he's up against Wayne Bailey from Scream 6, the lead ghost face in that. Gavin Mitchell from Friends, if you will. You know, we've got we've got a heavyweight battle of two ghost faces here in round one. Who are you going with, Chris, and why? Okay, so this... So it's a battle of the the newer ghost faces or two two of the newer ghost faces. Yeah. And I maybe because like Jack Quaid to me is so much fun to watch and everything he's in. Yeah. Like, I love I love watching him pop up and stuff. I think I might have to lean the Richie to this solely because am I the only one when I OK, I want to preface this now before we continue. <laughs> I don't think that hard. I don't when I watch these movies or when I watch any type of movie where there's like a who done it element to it, yeah. I don't try to solve it as the movie goes on. I want the movie to tell me, right? Explicitly. Yeah. Uh, maybe because my little pea brain, I turn it off when I watch movies like that. Fair but I I want the movie to tell me. So when Richie, there was the whole reveal, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I was really I was really cool. It was really I was really happy to see the reveal. And his death is gnarly. <laughs> gnarly. <laughs> so I'm I'm leading Richie this way. Fair enough. Fiona, are you going to give it to Richie or does Delmet Maroney get get the nod from you here? Oh, this is a tough one for me. You know, I do struggle. I think because I'm such a fan of the originals, I get a little precious about my killers. And then sometimes I'm like, mm, I don't know if you deserve the the spot. I think, although I preferred the sixth film, right. I think I think I will agree with Chris and oh. and lean towards Richie. I just think his mo I enjoy like his motive is a little more fun, and I know that sounds silly to say, but it, it is a bit more. It's goofy. It's, it's goofy and it's scream. So oh, yeah, I think that's why I'll lean towards Richie. Yeah, they do. They do matter. I love how the newer movies matter the first two because it, obviously Richie is directly mirroring the, the original killer, so we'll get to. But Wayne Bailey is also mirroring. It's a parent, you know, yeah. just like Scream 2, trying to avenge their young. I like Wayne Bailey, but also you call it quite early, I think. I mm -hmm. think when you look at it, you're just kind of like... Yeah, you're you're sus, and they do have a great red heading in that movie, which we'll talk about in a bit. I might have leaned the other way, even though I do enjoy Richie also, but I am not. Don't feel strong enough about it to use a veto on this at all. Uh, Richie uh, advances into the second round, which leads us to our next matchup. Fiona, we're going to come to you first for this. Okay. We have Chad Meeks Martin. All mm -hmm. right. I love Chad from the newer movies, one of my one of my favorite new entries. Up against Ethan Laundry. 
Ethan Laundry, who's another ghost face from Screen Six. Yeah, I mean, I think immediately for me, it's definitely Chad. I think he just brings so much more to the film. I, like Ethan, for me, he was a bit on the end. You know, the ghost face. You know, the reveal of um, Detective Mulroney and his daughter. Like, I think that was that was a great reveal. Whereas, I think Ethan's reveal. I was kind of done by then. I was like, oh, okay, there's a third one. But I just didn't think he brought that much. Yeah. Whereas I think Chad brings kind of, you know, a little bit of comedy to the film. I think he is a strong character. He's now kind of a romantic interest too. And I think kind of the core four, you know, he brings kind of a little bit of what we had with Randy back. So mm-hmm. I think he's the winner for me for sure. The core four, I love it, getting the first shout out of the yeah. <laughs> here. Uh, Chris, do you agree that Chad's got to go forward? Or, or maybe you're a big Ethan Laundry guy. Maybe he's your favourite ghost face, Chris, I don't know. Can I, can, before, I, before we continue, can I swear on this? Yeah, absolutely. So, Chad is one tough son of a bitch. <laughs> we, we've seen him in two movies get shredded yeah. with, with various knives by various people. And every, in both films, I'm like, are they they're going to kill him? Oh, my God. And I was heartbroken. That's how, you know, I care about a character is that I was crushed both times where <laughs> like whether it's in five and he's like, you know, the whole I love that sequence. Like we're like Chad, like he puts up a fight. I love when these characters puts up put up fights against Ghostface. Yeah. Uh, but also that. Chad is just one tough son of a gun. And I love the core four. Thank you, Fiona, for mentioning them already, because we're going to talk about them a ton over the course yeah. of this. I have a feel. <laughs> I have a feeling. Um, I love Chad. And he, I don't, you know, I'm not going to tip my cap towards other uh towards other characters, but um, I am picking Chad here. Um, I mean, Ethan's fine. Um, I He's think fine. um Wayne and Quinn um are just stronger characters. Yeah. Uh, at least in regards to that, the ghost faces. Yeah. Um, from six, but uh, Chad, there's going to be a, a trend of the leads of these movies advancing very far. And when, once we get to the nitty gritty of our leads going up against each other, that's when fights are going to be made. Chad, yeah. yes, 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 yes. But Chris, you see that I actually think a lead has a tough matchup in this round because Mindy's up next, you know, Chad's sister right. is up in the very next bracket. Going up against someone from the original screen back in the Tatum Riley is the opponent for Mindy in this one. What what's your what's your thoughts here? Obviously, Mindy, a new character um in the you know in this iteration of Scream, but Tatum Riley portrayed by Rose McGowan, an OG of that Scream movie. Which way will you go? Oh man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um Way to have me eat my words within seconds, David. Um, so, <laughs> okay, um, okay. So Tatum, Tatum is one of my favorite um, deaths in this franchise. What a morbid sentence! What a morbid sentence to say out loud. Um, I, I love the original. I'm I'm pretty sure um, I can speak for all three of us when the original film is. Um, one of our faves, like yeah. not even just of this, not just of the franchise, but like ever. Yeah. Um, that's why we're here. We love Scream and Tatum is such a sweet character in a way. Like, yeah, she's a promiscuous teen. Yeah. But you can <laughs> tell she gives a shit about Sydney 
And like it was I'm I was totally here for it. And it took me way too long to realize I was Rose McGowan as I got older in life. Oh, but <laughs> um I I I love the garage sequence with her and just again how gnarly and brutal the death was, and especially when Sydney sees it later. Um, and just the the pure horror on her face. Like that was oh my god. But Mindy. Mindy's the new Randy, and I love it. And I, I know we'll talk about Randy when we get there, but uh, Mindy and Tatum. <laughs> Damn it, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I, I love Mindy's inclusion in, in the new movies. I love the um, how in, how they use her character as a way to like, hey, like these these newer screen movies were hella inclusive and were reflections of the, of the modern world. I love the the queer nature of her and her blackness in this movie. Like I, I love her. I love Mindy. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> That's a breakdown. That's <laughs> in the bracket. I, I love, I love Mindy more. Oh, oh. I, and maybe it's because I spent more time with her. We got to spend more time with Mindy. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, Yes, Mindy. Mindy, but if if y'all pick Tatum, I don't blame you. Fair enough. Well, Fiona, it comes to you. You know, you've got the next vote here. Is it Tatum or is it Mindy? This is very controversial. I think Mindy agrees she brings so much to the new films Mm -hmm. and having that kind of randy character, kind of bringing the group together, kind of explaining the rules. I mean, that is what Scream is. So I love her contribution. But, you know, Tatum just holds a special place in my heart. And it is my, also one of my favourite deaths. And I think kind of her relationship with Dewey and kind of her, she's like, yes, yeah, she has like an essence of current about Sydney and you know she loves her, but she's so tough on the outside. Yeah. And I love that about her. And she's not like, you know, she's not a weak character in any 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 way shape or form you know she's like she's tough as nails so i think i love her too much to vote for mindy i'm afraid so it's got to be tatum i don't blame you i i i I, look and the and david before you vote i like and her relationship with dewey and the impact that her death has on dewey you know like i I, I, I'm almost, you know what? I'm going to stop talking before I sway myself. Yeah, you're making this harder uh, for me now because <laughs> I, I see both points. We spend more time with Mindy. She serves a, a really necessary role in, in the last two films that I feel was missing from screen three and four in a way because mm-hmm. we only mm-hmm. get Randy from that videotape in screen three. Kirby fills the role somewhat in screen four. Yeah. But Tatum is like... I don't think that we can, you know, dismiss her just because she has the one movie. It is the original movie. Mm-hmm. That archetype is played off of going forward for the next six. The death is iconic. The impact on Dewey. I think that one of the core four has to fall on voting Tatum as well. Uh, I think you both convinced me. Chris even convinced me of it. <laughs> so... Tatum Riley goes through, unless Chris... Wait, wait. <gasps> no, no, I'm not going to But we will have to see, because it's going to get tighter and tighter as we go on. I'm loving how tough this one is. This may be the toughest tournament yeah. we've ever had on the show. 
Um, but up next, Chris, I'm going to come to you first. Mm -hmm. Tara is up. It's Jenna Ortega herself coming oh, to play here. Up against Rebecca Walters. Rebecca Walters and Chris, if you do need a reminder on Rebecca Walters, that is a character from Scream 4, played by Alison Brie. It's uh, Sydney's, I believe, publicist uh, for our book. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> on paper, it's, it's a tough match. Two big actresses, <laughs> two well-known actresses. Um, but which way are you going, Chris? I, I love... Uh... <laughs> I love the importance that you give Rebecca as a character. Um, th <laughs> thank you for, for doing that. Um, I, I have a real, I, okay. So uh, Fiona mentioned this earlier uh, and Fiona, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I misheard you, but you said six was your favorite, was your favorite of the two new ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, five was, um, I prefer five, but, but I, there, again, there's no bad movies in this franchise. And to me, Tara, during the opening sequence of that film, it's it's some of the most like I, I you know, it's you know what's happening. We've seen it yeah. a ton. It's in every film. But Jenna Ortega's uh, ushering in as the our modern day scream queen or one of them. Yeah. Like to me, that sequence solidified it. If she already wasn't that going into that film. And I, I just I love her in the damn movies and yeah. no diss to Allison Brie uh shout out to um getting killed in the parking garage is legitimately a uh like it's not fun <laughs> it's not sound fun and it's not it's terrifying honestly it's like everyone's worst nightmare um but mm, yeah Tara Tara easy I don't know why I'm checking this out Tara easy Fair enough. Fiona, do you agree it's an easy win for Tara here? Yeah, I do agree. I think Tara, she has like taken on kind of the final girl role so well. And I think I love her refusal to be a victim. It kind of reminds me of Sydney Prescott. Yep. She's, you know, she's tough. She doesn't want to like live her life, you know, reliving these murders. Like she wants to move on. She moves to New York. Like I love her character and I think... You know, I'm excited to see where she goes, if there is a seventh one. Um, yeah. Rebecca Walters, I mean, you know, I appreciate her work on Sydney's book launch, but I'm afraid, <laughs> I'm afraid she's got to go. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, well, there's only room in, for, in West, uh, for one um, uh, bitch, and Gail was already there. So, you know, you've, you've got to go. You've got to yep. go, Rebecca, unfortunately. Tara goes through to the next round. But Fiona, I'm going to stay with you for this one because we've talked about them a lot already. Randy Meeks is up next. Mm -hmm. And he's going up against a brilliant actress. One of our finest talents. It's Jennifer Jolie from Scream 3. So who is it going to be? Is it Randy or does Jennifer stand a chance? Oh, Jennifer's great. I think she is hilarious in Scream 3. She's one of my favourite my favorite parts of Scream 3 when she like jumps into the bodyguard's arms. It's yeah. hilarious. So good. Randy, you know, I think his death is probably one of the ones that devastated me the most. Yeah. I think he brought such like a, a genuineness to the films. He was... You know, he obviously loved Sydney so much. Like he obviously cared about her. His yeah. his passion for horror films, I think, is what makes the first film 
so incredibly fun to watch, you know. So Randy, yeah, he's iconic for me. And yeah, having his death, like genuinely, like being the best and the worst part of those films. But um, it's it's got to be Randy. Yeah, he's got to stay. Randy stays for Fiona. Chris, do you do you concur with this? Is Jennifer Jolie going bye bye here? No pun intended, but Randy's death is gutting. Yes. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> like it's it, it it bums me out knowing that Jamie Kennedy is technically he's in three he's in three of the movies I know, but like he's only really in two of them, yeah. and um the fact that he doesn't stick around like we i like you mentioned this david that um mindy is like our new randy and like it's it provides this like this this self-commentary on Mm -hmm. horror or on the film itself that is a staple of the franchise and randy was that voice uh for the first two and then when he's when he gets killed it's like okay like it looking back at it i'm like this is mean i don't know who jamie kennedy pissed off but like it, it bums me out in hindsight, but I'm glad that um, that Mindy fills that role now. But the legacy that the characters had, folks love Randy for great reason for a plethora of reasons. Randy is an icon. Um, uh, we got we didn't get as much of him as you know Dewey, Gale, and Sydney, but I I love Randy. Randy moves on easily. He's got to go. I think Jennifer Julie is is, is swell. I think she's terrific. Is mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say that, but it is Randy. You know, he was the higher ranked competitor in that matchup. Again, I don't know why I'm doing this, Chris. It's it's another battle of the ghost face in the first round. It means Screen Two's Nancy Loomis mm. going up against Charlie Walker from Screen Four. Like, which way are you going to go here? Okay, so the the Nancy Loomis reveal in Scream Two is again like there there's some trends in Scream of, of familial ties yeah. and and um <laughs> and revenge right like it's all that's what Scream that's like a pillar of the franchise yeah. and Laurie Metcalf acts her ass off in Scream Two like especially in that last in the uh, the third act of that film yeah uh, I I love the reveal of it. I've always uh, found myself partial uh, to Scream 2. Um, you know, especially at a time where, like, uh, sequels were, like, oh, uh, there's a rehashing, you know, the yeah. the the previous film. But I I, re- I love Scream 2. Like, yes, it's sure. it's a very fun movie. And, like, Scream 4, I didn't really get to appreciate it until later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and by later in life, I mean, like, the last couple of years. But... Um, I'm 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 a sway towards Nancy. Nancy Loomis gets the vote for you, Chris Fiona. Are you going to go with Nancy, or is Charlie Walker Screen Four got a, a place in your heart here? Which way are you going to turn? Well, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but Screen Four is the bottom of my list. It's my least Ooh. favorite film. Wow. Um, I Charlie Walker. I think he is. I enjoy him as a ghost face, but because the movie doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really do anything for me in terms, in comparison to the other ones. Yeah. Whereas Mrs. Loomis, I think she is 
the fact that she's kind of in the periphery of the film the whole time and she kind of almost goes unnoticed and then to kind of reveal as a ghost face and just be so menacing and she just comes across psychotic and I think she's incredible and the scene you know when they're on the stage it's one of my like favorite scenes and I think she is up there with one of the best killers for sure yeah well I I actually agree with that yeah I, I, I I don't know if that's controversial. She might be my favorite killer. She might mm. be my favorite mm. killer. Um, but when it, Fiona, are you are you going with uh, with Mrs. Loomis? I take it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Mrs. Loomis. Yeah, Nancy gets the vote. She proceeds to the next round. It's a it's another big one here because we're talking about Ghostface killers, but what about? the killer of the Ghostface Killers. What about, you know, the daughter of one of the Ghostface Killers? Because Samantha, Fiona, makes an entry into this tournament. And Samantha is going up against your favourite officer and mine. I don't know. She's not liked by a lot of people. It's Samantha by against Judy Hicks, Fiona. Who oh. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Um, Judy Hicks. Hmm. She's fun. I enjoy her. She, yeah, she she's a bit of comedy relief in the films, I think. I think her kind of, you know, the fact she's so enamoured with Dewey and her lemon squares, you know, she's... She, she, she's, <laughs> we, we like her. We do like her. Yes. But Samantha, yeah, I think she she's taken on kind of the role as, you know, one of the final girls. I think she's she's become a like a really great character and I love kind of the fact that they're two sisters and there is suddenly this kind of protective nature about her um you know you kind of you really do root for her and you like you want her to save Tara you want her to to progress like I think it's yeah it's got to be Samantha I think Judy Hicks although she's she's a bit of fun in the films you know she doesn't she doesn't hold a flame to Samantha I'm afraid yeah, both were in a movie that you love, Chris, and that's Screen 5, you know. Yes. Judy makes a return there. Doesn't make it out of the movie, but which way are you going to go? And that's what I was going to say about Judy. I think her, I don't like when movies are mean, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I think Judy's death is very mean. Mm. Uh, but um, that's, I, I mean, it served its purpose in the film, but I still thought it was a bit much. With that said, <laughs> um. Sam as a character and Melissa Barrera, uh, who plays her, they had such a tough task of mm. trying not not trying to replicate Sydney. No one was going to replicate Sydney, nope. but being the new lead of a scream movie that you're essentially Sydney Prescott's um, uh, predecessor. Yeah, and that's if that's the character that we got. I I can I can watch. How many movies did we get with Sydney? Five. I can watch three more with Sam. Hell yeah, yeah. I love Sam as a character, yeah. and the it's a, it's a bit it's unfair to Judy in this matchup. But Sam's tie to Billy was a unexpected yet welcome to turn for me. Yeah, um, I I love it, and I you know sometimes the lead isn't always you know squeaky clean. I love that. I love it what they do with Sam here. I assume you're voting for Sam, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I think it was such a bold move to do the Billy Loomis door uh, twist. Yes. Um, yeah. I think that Melissa Barrera pulls it off spectacularly 
uh, in these movies. I give her a lot of credit because on paper it sounds fan fictiony. If I hate to use that term, on paper it sounds like this could go horribly wrong. <laughs> like this could be a franchise killer right here. Yeah, right she nails it. Absolutely nails it. And Judy Hicks, I. I'll get into who I think my favourite character is later down the line. I don't want to show my cards too early. Judy Hicks wronged her. Uh, there's a spoiler for you. But <laughs> <laughs> out of this tournament with our lemon squares, I am not pleased. Um, but anyway, yeah, Chris, I need to come to you here. Dewey okay. Riley enters the fray. Oh, Dewey God. is here. And Dewey is going up against Hallie McDaniel. Hallie McDaniel against Judy against uh, Dewey Riley. Now, if you need uh, a reminder of who Hallie McDaniel is, Scream Two. It's uh, Sydney's best friend in college, um, who dies in the car, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, mm. In the end, uh, again, the big hitters got <laughs> nice matchups. <laughs> but please give me your official role. No disrespect to Hallie at all. But Dewey is a strong contender in this uh, in this matchup. What number did you see, Dewey? Can I know? Dewey was seated number three. Mmm, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I will not. I will not. I will not show my hands. <laughs> but um, I, I'll keep this quick. No disrespect to Hallie, but uh, it's Dewey that we're talking about. Dewey. And we'll yeah. talk more about Dewey later. Fiona, do you agree? It's got to be Dewey. I do agree. I, you know, the, although the kind of Hallie's death scene is, you know, the scene where they crash in the car, it's so tense. It's like a heart pounding scene when they're trying to get out, yeah. when when Ghostface is passed out in the front. But yeah. Dewey Riley, I mean, he is kind of the backbone, I think, of the films and his progression from kind of goofy deputy to a troubled sheriff. I kind of love his his story arc. So it's got to be Dewey. I see what you did there, Fiona, with the the backbone. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) No disrespect to Hallie. I I, I didn't give a hoot about her. I looked at Hallie in those movies and thought, yeah, you're you're not long for this world, are you? Yeah. You're you're here to die. Um, But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you mentioned the car thing, Fiona, though. Like, Ghostface in close quarters or, like, in in tight tight situations is probably Ghostface at at, uh, its scariest, at their Mm -hmm. scariest. So like it's, I'm, mm, it's tense, but it's, it's so Dewey tense. we're talking about. It's so tense, but well, listen, you talk about Ghostface, Fiona. We have another Ghostface here. It's Sydney's evil half brother. It's Roman Bridger enters the fray from Scream Three. Roman Bridger is going up against the original character we're introduced to, who many of the posters made us think would be the lead of these movies. It's Roman Bridger versus Casey Becker, Fiona. Who's it going to be and why? Oh, interesting. I mean, I think Roman deserves some justice. I think people don't like him as a as a ghost face. In, in, but, I mean, he did it all on his own. He did it all on his own. They'll be to do so. Yeah, exactly. So I'll give him kind of props there. Casey Becker, I mean... That scene is just iconic. I mean, the fact that it kind of revitalized Drew Barrymore's career, kind of being in the beginning of, of the Scream films. Um, and her death is so, so gory and kind of burned into my brain when she's hanging from the tree. Um, and, you know, that first scene of, of Scream, 
that's what kind of grips you. That's what makes you want to watch the rest of the film. That's what makes yeah. you think, yeah, you know, what is going on. So I think it's got to be Casey Becker, actually. You know, I'm surprised at myself. One scene, Chris, versus a ghost face. Is that one scene, like Fiona, strong enough for you to vote for Casey ahead of Roman Bridger? Scream 3, um, and since Fiona uh, tipped her cap earlier, I will uh, tip mine here. Scream 3 is my least favorite of the bunch. Um, to me, it, it's the one that has the, the voice changer in it, right? Yeah. Like, that is awfully convenient. Um, but <laughs> Ro- Roman Bridger is, uh, like what y'all said, like, you know, one-man team. That's, that's awesome. Uh, very unlike Ghostface to only be a solo person. But Casey, oh my, I, I showed Scream to someone for the first time recently, and it was their first time watching it, right? I'm like, have you seen Scream? And they said, no. And I'm like, okay, guess we're watching Scream. And the opening, every time when I watch the first, the first scene in Scream, I'm like, this is yeah. so good. It is. It like ushered in that new or helped usher in that new um, like wave of horror movies. Like this yeah. scene has been parodied to death, pun intended. And it's it's so iconic solely for mention alone. The fact that it's here. I'm glad that Casey's in this bracket and shout out to uh, Roger L. Jackson. I know we, we haven't mentioned him. Um, the, the voice of Ghostface. Yeah, um, like that it's so it's he's incredible and the like when he's when he turns when he snaps on her yeah and in that scene it's so tense and drew barrymore sells the hell out of it she's and there the you can see the terror in her eyes as she's you know as she's reaching out for her parents that are driving it's it's so messed up and it sets the tone for the film and the franchise really it's casey it's casey <sighs> All the I way. Actually, I don't feel strong enough about it to use my veto. I don't. I Scream Three is probably my least favorite, but again, I love every movie in this franchise. I like the way that Scream Three wraps up that original trilogy with a bow. Because mm-hmm. all roads lead back to Maureen Prescott. Yep. And as a character, a light Roman. Listen, that scene is great. That scene's phenomenal. I, I wrote about that scene at uni. You know, it was what is one of my favorite film scenes of all time. I would argue Roman's a stronger character if we're looking at what we're going on. Right, right. I respect, though, the votes of you two. I will not be using my veto at this time because I'm just too paranoid about what you used, <laughs> If you used your veto on this, I, would, I wouldn't have blamed you. I wouldn't have gotten upset, frankly. Like, because we're... And Fiona, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm, I'm basing my vote on, um, on the impact of... Uh, the scene itself to me and uh, two major factors that make that scene work are Roger L. Jackson, the, the voice of Ghostface, and uh, Casey Becker. Okay. Like I, I love what both performances bring out. And I don't, I don't know exactly if, uh, if Roger's on set, you know, doing the, uh, doing the like stuff on the phone or maybe Drew Barrymore's acting in real time or if she's just acting against nothing, but yeah. She's so 
like it's it's terrifying and just to think like <laughs> oh it's just oh she's at home making popcorn you know yeah. about to watch a scary movie you know yeah. like and it's while she might not be the most fleshed out character i can't not show love to the opening scene of or arguably one of the most iconic opening scenes of all time not even just the horror friend not even just horror as a genre yeah, yeah it's well, it's amazing I mean that that moment when her parents pick up the phone and hear on the other end, chills. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, listen, I I respect what you're saying. I, I feel though this is actually a tougher matchup, Chris. The matchup here is Kirby Reed. Oh, okay. Shout out to Kirby. Shout out to Kirby versus Amber Freeman, one of the killers from Scream Five. Which way are you going? Man. I liked Amber a lot in Scream yeah. Five. Like, it was the 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 turn when when she outs herself is yeah. I and uh, I forget not the name of the character, but she shoots the girl in the head. Yeah, she just goes, "I know," and shoots her in the head. I was dumbfounded when I watched that <laughs> in the in the cinema because again, I don't think too hard on these movies. And yeah. when like the I know and boom shot, I jumped. It was like, oh, <laughs> like it, Amber is and once the Amber and Richie reveal happens, like you can tell it was very much like uh, Emma, Emma Roberts in uh, Scream 4, like just oozes charisma and confidence that like I, I love the type of ghost face. That's my, I think it's my favorite type of ghost face, the cocky ghost face. Like the like the killers are revealed and they're like, oh, I'm going to get away with this because it's foolproof. We're going to do X, Y and Z. Y'all are screwed. And an Amber to me is just like like Richie is just like her bitch the whole time. And like while they're in tandem, like you can tell who is the who's in, who's in charge of this whole operation. Yeah. And like Amber is just super fun. But Kirby, though, and I, I didn't love Kirby and Scream 6 and like. I, I maybe it's because of how they used her. Like she works at the FBI now, which is super cool. Yeah. Uh, but Scream Four to me, um, like again, I've I found a newer appreciation for that film probably after Scream Five came out. I'm like, this movie is super fun. The the filter they have on it's gross, but Kirby's <laughs> in, the Kirby's inclusion into the franchise. I'm like, this is very much welcomed, and I I have a ton of fun with it. I was gonna vote for Kirby. I might vote for Amber. Do I is get crazy? Amber, is that official, Chris? Do I get crazy here? <laughs> <laughs> Am I voting against Kirby? It's up to you. I think... I think I am. Wow. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, let's make it fun. Let's make it fun. Yes, yes, I'm voting for Amber. Amber gets Chris's wow. vote. Fiona, which way are you going? Well, I mean, I think I've been vocal already about the fact that Scream 4 is one of my least favorites. Yeah. Kirby, Kirby, however, was the saving grace for me in that film. I just felt, I felt quite a few of the characters were kind of, it was just so obvious to me that they were set up to be killed. I, I, felt, yeah. I felt a lot of them were two-dimensional. They were just, whereas Kirby, I thought she brought so much to, to Scream 4. She was 100% my favorite character. Um, yeah. And, and I, did, I liked her coming back in seasons, or Scream 6. I think she was, 
kind of almost a replacement for for Gail Weathers when she wasn't there all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But Amber, I like Amber. I do enjoy her, but Kirby, I think it's actually going to be Kirby for me. Oh, I'm going to disagree. It's been rare that it's come to me in this, in this round one. And I, I struggle with this one as well. I love Screen 5. I think Amber is a terrific ghost face. I love the face-off she has in the kitchen with yep. Sydney and Gail. I love her death both times. Like, oh, my God, yeah. There's the zombie almost Amber coming into <laughs> the room. It's so scary. But Kirby has a has a pull over the Scream fan base, I think. Mm-hmm. Like you feel, even people who don't love Scream 4 love Kirby. And they were so happy that she kind of came back. I almost I almost feel they should have pulled the trigger with Kirby being a ghost face in Scream 6. Mm. That red herring, I like it, but I was more excited, truth be told, when it looked as if it was going to be Kirby who was Ghostface. So I don't know. I'm I'm a bit torn. I feel I need to go for Kirby, unless Chris, you want to use your veto. No, and Kirby Hayden Panettiere was a was a needed like boost of energy that the Scream franchise needed at the time. Yeah, because like you're coming like you're coming off Scream three, and there was some time between three and four, and you needed a little some a little extra oomph. So like uh, Kirby, and when we get uh, Jill's character, I know I will get to Jill, but uh, they were in an, they were in, actually, you're, knowing what I know, Chris. You're setting up something here, and I'm <laughs> this is going to be something when Jill comes up. I can feel it. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, still, I'm on the fence about like Amber or Kirby. I totally get uh, the the Kirby love. Like I, I don't love Kirby. Like I, if we were to power rank all these characters, like Kirby wouldn't place too high for me. But mm-hmm. I, I totally understand the love for her. I'm not, yeah. uh, I'm not going to use my veto at the moment. Fair enough, fair enough. The Beatles are being stockpiled here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to get gross real quick. Oh, my God. Well, it is, it's going to get gross now. It's going to get gross now because, Fiona, I'm coming to you with this one. The OG killer, Billy Loomis, is here uh, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And he's going up against, I, I don't even know if she's met the Scream franchise at this point. Because uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is here, it's, it's Billy Loomis versus Maureen Evans. Which oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, Maureen Evans, excellent scene. I do love that scene. Um, kind of the the teeing up to the kind of lining up to go watch the stab film, and you know she doesn't really want to be there, and you know she just is absolutely hitting every moment of this, and then to kind of die so dramatically in front of a cinema full of stab lovers. Yeah. I mean, it's a great scene. It's a great scene. Um, Billy Loomis, I mean... <laughs> but it's Billy. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Billy. He's incredible. We, like, he is, you know, goes from kind of... It's such a great kind of journey you go on in, in, in the original Scream when you do kind of initially suspect him. And then yeah. you kind of finally go oh okay no it can't be him it's definitely not him and then to kind of have that final reveal it's just mm. yeah I mean Billy's incredible he's just the ultimate ghost face I think and yeah of course it's got to be Billy there's no other choice here yeah it could have been Chris it could have been one movie runs uh, against each other here but we get Billy back Skeet is skeeting again uh, in the in the newer screen movies as an apparition almost but are you going with Billy Loomis as well 
I'm so happy. I was I was I was initially thrown by the the, the Billy Loomis apparitions or the or Sam <laughs> Sam talking to Billy in mirrors. I'm like, is this do I like this? And then after when Screen Five ended and I watched it for the first time, I said, oh, no, I like that. And I'm glad they brought him in. Um, was it a little weird? Yes. But Scream is like I, I was talking shit about Scream 3's voice changing box. Yeah. Um, but like or voice mimicking box. But who cares? I love Billy in the new movies. And frankly, um, his performance. Um, oh, my God. What's I want? I know his name. Ski Ulrich. Yeah. Um, in the first movie. He is so good. I love a good villain turn. And I yeah. love when they're cocky and him and Stu are they're all cocky. Yes. And I again, like I, what I was talking about for um, for Nancy, like the revenge thing. Right. And yeah. just the you can see in Skeet's eyes, like how terrifying he is. And like it's Billy's great. We're going to gush on Billy, 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 Billy. Maureen Evans has the best death in the Scream franchise. Wow. That's my hot take. It's and a wow. great death. It's iconic. Against the stab screen, like falling, the cry by Jada, you know, I, I think that is a brilliant death. I agree with you, though, it's Billy. I said that so dramatically. <laughs> you came in hot. I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I think we just need to respect... We need to respect that, but it is Billy Loomis, obviously. But. Yeah, I feel like it ignites such fear in me, the idea of kind of her death happening, you know, like yeah. in a room full of people and nobody thinks it's real. I just think yeah. it's terrifying, which I think yeah. makes it so, so incredible. Yeah, well, Chris, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. What's new Scooby-Doo? Because Stu Macker's up next. Oh, hell yeah. Know? And he's going up against... One of his Scooby-Doo castmates, because it's C.C. Cooper it's from from Scream 2. It's Sarah Michelle Geller here yes. entering the fray. We have a Scooby-Doo face-off in the first round. Which way are you going, Chris? Let the record show, I do not know how David put this bracket together. But I like to think, <laughs> I like to think that this is all done deliberately. It's not fun. Anyone that, that anyone that knows fun. me, anyone that knows me knows I love me some Scooby Doo, mm -hmm. and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's inclusion in this franchise it's a nice like it's a nice you know uh, tick on the resume of uh, nerdy things that I've done that people will love later in life. Scream yeah. too, and it's great. I love seeing her in this, but it's Stu. Stu Mocker is a character that I adore and talk about character. I was talking about this with Randy, how we only I think we're robbed of more Randy because he, he got killed in two. I think we were robbed of Stu and especially with seeing apparitions of Billy Loomis and later installments of the franchise. I am a jonesing for Stu Mocker. Do I believe he's dead? No, I don't. And maybe that's just my brain saying to myself, we can get Matthew Lillard back in the franchise. But uh, Stu is so much fun, and in the first film, like he cracks me up. Like Matthew Lillard is legitimately funny as hell, and Stu's like his his demeanor, how he carries himself. He's such an asshole, yeah. but you can't help but like him and watch him, you know, be a dick the whole time. Like yeah. I I love Stu, and uh, and 
I don't want to say underrated death because um, Stu, the TV falling on him is um, <laughs> is is pretty uh, pretty rad as it as as it is. But I don't think he's dead. So how about that? I don't care what uh, Kevin Williamson says or what any of the any of the actors say. I don't believe Stu's dead. Stu is <laughs> my vote. Be or not, it's too may be dead or it may not be dead. But does he advance in this tournament? Well, I agree with Chris. You know, CC's cameo great. We enjoyed it. It was we loved it. I mean, Stu Macher. I mean, he is one of my all-time favorite characters in any film. His one-liners are just hilarious. I mean, when he's stabbed and he thinks he's dying, all he worries about is that his parents are going to kill him. And I just think it's one of my favorite moments. He is just, and he's such like a, you know, Billy Loomis is a bit more kind of psychotic medicine. And yes, like I, I, I also think that Stu, you know, he 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 obviously has issues, but there's some kind of redeeming factor with him there. There's some kind of lovable nature in there too that you're like, he's been led astray, you know. So um, it's got to be Stu. I mean, and I also hope he's not dead. I would love I would love to see a return. I think that would that would make me very happy. I think it would make a lot of people very happy. Yeah. Um, me among them, uh, Matthew Lord, who was in Five Nights at Freddy's that I saw the other night, and I was like, man. Give us more Matthew Willard. But yeah. Fiona, I, I, you know, I'm wearing a jumper. It is not, however, 100% cotton. It's not 100% <laughs> cotton. This man is 100% cotton. It's cotton weary, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he enters the tournament. And Fiona, he's going up against McDreamy himself. Mm. It's Mark Kincaid. Uh, interesting. In it's an interesting matchup. But which way are you going? So cotton weary. You know, he's kind of like an anti-hero and I, I, you know, there's something about him. I never quite liked, you know, kind of his pressure on Sydney to kind of do the the 60 minutes and the interviews. There's, there is something in him that I find quite menacing or, you know, always definitely had kind of my eye on him. Um, but, you know, he redeems himself and I... You know, I, lo- I love his character in the end and then especially kind of the scene where his, um, you know, he's he's finally killed. I think it's, you're kind of like, oh no, like you actually want him to survive for the first time. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and then Detective Kinkia, that's an interesting one. I mean, I've seen kind of a lot of theories online that Sydney has married Detective Kinkia. I think, I think that she has because she says Mark. And mm. Scream Five. That yeah, know. I want to say it was it was confirmed, but like in just a one line. Yeah, yeah. So I like I I like him. I like yeah. This is this is really a difficult one for me. Actually, <laughs> I'm struggling. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Cotton because I think we've kind of followed his journey f- from the original Scream, and you know, like I say, kind of an anti-hero who in the end kind of redeems himself, and you know. Yeah, that that's my vote. 100% I'm, cotton. Yeah, 100% cotton. Yeah. Chris, are you 100% cotton? Are are you a more polyester guy? You know, is it Mark Kincaid for you? No, I am 100% cotton. Cotton <laughs> is a character, especially after watching the first film. I'm like, oh, I, you know, like I didn't think we needed to expand on him, but what Liev Schreiber is. Uh, bringing to this, I think it's really fun. And like what Fiona was saying, like at first it's like, why is this guy such an asshole? Yeah. And like uh, over time, you're like, okay, like maybe like I like this guy. I like Cotton. Oh, and I love his inclusion in the franchise. Mark to me, um, it's I mean, 
it's Patrick Dempsey. I like looking at his face, but <laughs> I I'm a, I'm a pick I'm a pick Cotton. Fair enough. I can't dis I can't disagree with that. I think though my theory is if the if the last two films of Mirrored Scream was one and two, I think these two characters are linked. I think we get a big death at the start of Scream Seven, and I think it could be Mark Kincaid. I think that's how you get Sydney back in the fold. Yeah, I I also agree. I think that would be the perfect way to get her back. Yeah. Yeah, kill kill Patrick Dempsey. The know? opening is Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. And like, oh, and it could be this really cool, like, like have him like put up a put up a fight, you know? Yeah. Have to be like all badass. Yeah. And and oh man. I think he just <laughs> did it. Oh my now I want that. Okay. I want that in Matthew Lillard. I want I want yeah. Stu in Scream Seven. How beats me. I don't get paid to write movies. Um, y'all figure it out. But it's uh <laughs> yes. Oh, it'd be so cool. I'm so happy we're in agreement because I, I feel this is crunch time. Um, one of you said that you love this character. I know for a fact the other hates this character. Jill Roberts enters the fray. Here we go. Jill Roberts is here. And it's another battle of the ghost face. It's Jill Roberts versus Mickey from Scream 2. I'm going to come to you first, Chris, for your vote. Okay. So... I can't wait to hear Fiona's uh, thoughts on Jill. <laughs> um, I, I mentioned earlier, and uh, I'll say it here again. Um, I love a I love a cocky ghost face, and um, not to dunk on uh, Timothy Oliphant. Uh, like again, somebody else's face I like looking at, but <laughs> Jill Roberts in Scream Four, it's just this. Uh, it feels like, uh, like what the 2010s teen horror movie would be like, yeah. just with the, just with like all the legacy characters in it, and it still feels like Scream, and it, it's such a, you know, a moment in time because you know, like Emma Roberts is one of your leads in this movie, yeah, and like, when's the last time you watched the Emma Roberts movie? No diss to Emma Roberts, <laughs> but. Like, I love what she brings to this. Like, it's all boo-hoo, woe is me, psych! And I, I really dug it. While, like, Timothy Oliphant's Mickey, it's like, he's smug. He's just like Billy Loomis again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I get the same vibe. Obviously, two different characters, but I get the same vibe yeah. from Mickey that, that I got from Billy. And I prefer Billy. It's like saying, oh, like, we have Billy Loomis at home, and it's Mickey. No, I don't want that. <laughs> like, like just, like, just give me... like. <laughs> Wish like, Billy, I, Billy Limits. Yes, yes. But no, again, no just to Timothy Oliphant. Like, I like him a lot. But uh, Jill, I'm swaying towards Jill here. But I'm willing to be, I'm, I'm listening to, to offers <laughs> on Mickey. Fiona, what are you going to do here? Ugh, Jill. I hate Jill. <laughs> <laughs> she is the worst ghost face. And I just, I can't even give you that good of a reason why, to be honest. But I just don't think... I just I just don't believe her. I just don't believe her at all. I just think I find her so such a like a, a 2D character. I didn't I didn't believe her motive. I just thought it was just weak for me. And I don't know why I hate her so much. And <laughs> to be fair, I think my dislike of Emma Roberts also plays into it because I just personally don't like her as an actor. And I think I kind of I get so kind of um you know like 
ingrained and screaming like you know in their performances and I always just feel like when I'm watching Emma Roberts I'm watching someone act I just don't feel like drawn in by her Mm. at all so I think that kind of plays into it as well that I just I'm like oh no she doesn't deserve to be a ghost face so you you go to Mickey then Mickey, I actually really love Mickey, and I, do, I actually kind of disagree with the the Billy Loomis character. I think he's almost more kind of psychotic than Billy because Billy actually had some actual motive. He had a reason for revenge. He was, you know, hurt. Whereas Mickey's just along for the ride. To like he wants to kill some people, you know, for the movies. I think that's. I think he's a great ghost face, and um, it's got to be yeah, it's Mickey all the way. I love him actually. If he only just doesn't like Nancy Drew, that's what it is. <laughs> I I hear you, Fiona. I I disagree. Mm-hmm. I I believe that Jill Jill's also one of my favourite ghost faces. I I think she's I think she's brilliant. And I come. I don't think she's one dimensional or two dimensional for me. That twist is one of the more clever twists because you think that they're doing the Rico in Scream Four, and they pull it out from under you and say. This is who you thought was going to lead the franchise going forward? Nah, 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 nah. She's the killer. She's the killer. And she just wanted the fame. She wants what Sydney has. And I think that's such clever writing. I It sold for me in that moment. And I I probably... Here's the thing with Mickey. He goes missing for a lot of Scream 2. That, that's what I think. That's I never related to Mickey. The twist you talk about in Scream 2 is when it's revealed as Mrs. Loomis. That's the moment. Mm-hmm. I am going to vote for Jill. Fiona, will you be using your veto? <laughs> yep, I absolutely will. I will definitely. Oh, oh wow! I absolutely knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I said everything that I said. Can I veto the veto? <laughs> no, you cannot veto the veto. Because <laughs> then we'd get into a veto battle and I, I don't need that in my life. But Let's cleanse the palate a bit because it's our final match in round one. All right. And it's your queen and mine entering the flurry. Gail Weathers has arrived in the tournament in the final match of round one. And it's Gail Weathers. We're going to have some happy days, Fiona, because Gail Weathers is up against Principal Henry. Which way are you going here? Oh, I love Principal Henry. His death is so sad. <laughs> it's mean, isn't it? It's so mean. It's so cruel. He did nothing. <laughs> um, I love Gail. I mean, I think she is, she, you know, she kind of um, walks a fine line of being kind of a, a dislikable character, but I kind of enjoy that in my main characters. Like, I don't want everybody to be um, lovable. Yeah. So I think I really enjoy that about her and kind of the dynamic she brings kind of with Dewey and and Sydney kind of they're back and forth throughout the films. You know, they definitely have kind of love-hate relationships. And um but then kind of in the end she, you know, she comes through and she puts her, you know, her her journalistic kind of um hunger aside to actually do the right thing. So and, but then she always kind of seems to slip back into the fame and, you know, but I love her character. And, yeah, it's got it's got to be Gail. Is it, is it Gail for you too, Chris? It is. And uh, Henry Winkler, him popping up in the first screen, was, it was super fun. Uh, his death is very mean. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll hold my thoughts on Gail 
um, for because obviously she'll pop up again in this bracket unless David does the most drastic thing that a human can think of and vetoes right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, because Gail's one of the characters um, who's had like one of the craziest up and down arcs in the whole franchise. And <laughs> right, like it's especially her turn in Scream Six. But again, I'll I'll hold that thought for when we talk Gail later. I will say this to round out part one to round out round one of our tournament. Gail is my horse. She is the horse that I am backing in this race mm-hmm. all the way. She is my favorite character. But with that, we are going to keep going. You at home will need to see the tension. Will David rage quit his own podcast if Gail doesn't win? Fiona <laughs> used her veto. Me and Chris have not for the next round. Tune in to part two of this tournament because it's about to heat up. You thought it was bad so far. This is going to get tense as fuck, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next time. Easy.